0: Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. We have a liftoff. Here we go. It's game time.
1: Base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to Sports and More, where almost anything goes. Coming to you from the marsh just outside of Edmonton, Alberta. Here's your host, Dean Millard. That's one small step for man, one giant
0: leap man. Nice to be in orbit.
1: I have the U.S., Canada, Russia, and the Czechs, one to four. And then you have the crossover. So the U.S. would play fourth place in the Slovakia. Easy American yep. win. Canada would cross over and play Switzerland. I still think Canada would win. Russia to play Finland. I'm taking Russia to beat the Finns. Yep. Then I have a very interesting Sweden against the Czechs. The Czechs at home. Ooh. I'm taking the Czechs to upset Sweden. Wow. <laughs>
0: Hello there. Merry Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, whatever day you're listening to sports and more. I'm just glad that you are. My name is Dean Millard and almost anything goes on this show. Uh, Maybe we're going to give you a nice distraction to the terrible wrapping job you're doing on Christmas Eve. Uh, That's what I got to do. As soon as I finish posting this is get to helping Santa wrap some presents for my a beautiful wife. Gee, Flaming from the Pipeline Show. You just heard him speaking about some of his predictions for the World Junior Championship. He is going to join me on the program today. Uh, I had so much fun doing the Pipeline Show with him. We started in 2006. Eric Johnson was the first, first overall pick we had on the show, and every first overall pick from then on, uh, from Kane to Crosby, or not Crosby, Kane to McDavid, uh and you go down the list austin matthews we didn't get Sidney cross missed him by one year missed him by that much as maxwell smart would say uh, so on the show today gee is going to join me for a full world junior preview really looking forward to that you can find him on twitter at tps underscore gee and of course uh, for all your prospects needs you should be listening to the pipeline show he has it covered from uh, start to finish of the season uh, speaking of Podcast Alley though, uh, Gee Flame, or Gee Flaming Geeflaming is not the only one with a podcast. We have a bunch of them here. You can listen to Colin Frazier on last week's episode. Speak about the 2005 world junior team. Um, in my opinion, the best ever in a lot of people's the best ever, uh, that team is loaded with stars. Go back and take a look at the roster. Listen to some of the great stories that Colin has about that winning three cups, a hilarious story about being a black ace. And uh, do we get dressed And uh, when they went in Chicago, do we get dressed? What do we do? Uh, Did it go in? We don't want to be caught out here in our gear. The goal was called back. Oh, it's just hilarious. So check out Colin Frazier. Also discussed his time with the Oilers. On the Cannabis 101 podcast, Ian Scott of Plant Life Cannabis is my guest. You can also win a cool storage uh, device uh, through Plant Life. And check out the 12 strains of Christmas. Uh, Those have been coming out uh, starting December 13th. They'll all be wrapped up in one episode with a bow on it, like a present, Christmas Day. Uh, So that'll be coming out on the Cannabis 101 podcast on Christmas Day. And uh, on the Prospect Show later this week, we will have a a Prospect Show recap. um, What we've done from the start until now with some of the amazing guests that we've had on the program. Do want to remind you about Sports & More Live on 12 Ounce Sports, 2 to 4, Monday to Friday, on the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. You can find it at 12OunceSportsRadio.com we will quench your sports thirst. Right now, we have a World Junior Championship podium prediction contest presented by Seat Giant. Here's how it works. You make your prediction for the World Juniors, gold, silver, bronze, which country? If you get them in order, you're gonna go into a draw with anybody else that got them right, and you could win Euler tickets. If you get them all three right, but in the wrong order, You'll still go in the mix for Oil King tickets, courtesy of SeatGiant. Check it out at seatgiant.ca and use the promo code 12ounce Sports to get discounts on sporting events, concerts, anything you need. They have a seat for you. Check it out at seatgiant.ca and make sure you enter our podium prediction. And you can do that a couple of ways. You can hit me up on Twitter at Duckmillart. You can email me sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up with a text message at one. 780-803-1-triple-five that's 1 780-803-1-triple-five you can send us a text message at any time you can leave us a voicemail we can play it on the show Uh, so all of that uh, is for the seat giant podium prediction contest make sure you get a hold of us in those ways and you could be going home with some oilers or Oil King tickets, and that's not the only thing we have going for you. We have the Acme Meat Market Trivia Contest, a gift card from Acme Meat Market's up for grabs. Uh, I got a beautiful ribeye that I'm uh, dying to cook up as soon as I, uh... so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get this show done, eat, replenish, then get to my wrapping. So anyway, uh, you can check out the uh, great staff in the Ritchie Market in Edmonton at 9570 76th Avenue. Also their website, acmemeatmarket.ca since 1921, and Corey the Butcher, which is his Twitter handle, is a member of Team Canada for the World Butchers Challenge in September 20. So your hint is Guy's favorite players. Uh, we'll explain what that means as we go through the interview. So be listening and remembering uh, who some of Guy's favorite players are. Before we get to that interview, let's find a little bit more about the host of the Pipeline Show with the bio. Time for the bio. Keith Flaming was born in Chatham, New Brunswick, and as an Air Force family moved to Cold Lake, Alberta when he was four. A lifelong Flyers fan in 2003, he started writing about hockey prospects for outlets like Hockey's Future, the Oilers' Game Day magazine, the Edmonton sports scene, and the Hockey News. A year later, he started appearing on Total Sports with Bob Stoffer on then Team 1260 and spent a season on the post-game show with Edmonton media legend, John Short. In 2006, I was honoured when he asked me to be part of the Pipeline Show on Team 1260, which lasted on radio until 2017 and is now heard in podcast format. He was also the colour analyst of the Edmonton Oil Kings starting in 2014 when they won the Memorial Cup up until this season. You could follow him on Twitter at TPS underscore and find the Pipeline Show wherever you can find podcasts. All right, to my most favorite time of the year, Um, and not to uh, celebrate uh, the all holiness of baby Jesus and praise the Lord. Merry Christmas. It's because it's the world juniors and my good buddy e. Flaming is with us. And you, do you remember the time I oh, signed man. off on a show that said something about, uh, you know, happy birthday, happy Jesus, birthday, and the guy Jesus. complained yeah. uh, keep your, uh, church religious beliefs. And oh. He had no idea that I was being sarcastic. Yeah,
1: I can't think of uh, too many, uh, less religious people that I know. <laughs> than uh Mr. Maloney yeah
0: I'm not an atheist but uh <laughs> I don't do not go to church on a regular basis but anyway uh,
1: I, I have a very, like there's a lot of very religious people in my extended family I don't know any of them that uh, would say happy baby Jer- <laughs> birthday Jesus or baby Jesus birthday or whatever it was that you said <laughs> nobody talks like that I, I've Except got you
0: I'm uh recalling Talladega Knights or whatever yes. <laughs> Will Ferrell yeah, the grace yeah. yeah um okay so it's the world okay. juniors it's uh a tournament that we both have, uh, grown up watching and covered extensively. Sometimes, uh, live as the tournaments, uh, you know, have been here in our neck of the woods and, um, I guess, uh, it's in the Czech Republic this year. Mm-hmm. You've been to a world juniors in Europe. Uh, so, yeah. um, I don't know if it's the same in the Czech, but I'm sure it'd be a, a similar vibe, uh, you know, what is that vibe like overseas?
1: Uh, it's a party atmosphere. It's, it's really, it was a lot of fun. It was 2016 in Helsinki. Uh, it helped because they won at home in overtime against, uh, Russia, which is one of, uh, you know, uh, politically one of their two yeah. big rivals, uh, they in Sweden, uh, but it was, it was fantastic. The city was behind it. There was a lot of excitement around and it, uh, both pools were in the same city, two different rings, two different venues, but in the same city. Oh, okay. So I could go back and forth. Right. As all... opposed to Calgary Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that at all. You know, Vancouver, Victoria, too far apart. Edmonton Red Deer next year? Mm, Not bad. It's it's an hour and a half. Uh, Probably won't make the drive all that often, but uh, no. But you probably
0: won't be going to two games at two pools in the same day. Yeah. Like Calgary, you know, like you're doing in Finland.
1: Yeah. Yeah like we would have one would start, it might've been 11 and three and, at one rink and okay. the other rink would be like two yep. and seven. So you could probably do two and zip over to the other rink for it to catch one. You could watch three games or two and a half games in one day. Uh, and that was awesome. Uh,
0: that uh, That's very cool. And uh, next year, like you said, it's in Edmonton and um, Red, Red Deer. Uh, so uh, that will be good because then the non-Canadian pool won't look, the building won't look so empty.
1: Yeah, and I you know, you like, know, I, I thought it, when it was here uh, in, what was that, 2012? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and in Calgary, I thought it was pretty good that year too, in fact, like for the non-Canadian games. Canada played, did they play up here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then um, the medal games were in Calgary. But
1: I remember seeing, I don't know, it might have been the Czechs in Denmark or something like that, and it was still a pretty good crowd. Like there'd be ten, twelve thousand. 12,000. It wasn't like it was only 3,000 that showed up or something. So... I think Edmonton did a pretty good job last time.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know this we we've seen them being the tournament price themselves out of markets. Uh, Montreal, Toronto. You know, I was in Toronto for uh, the 2015 World Juniors, and it was uh, was not bad uh, for the uh, the the medal games and stuff. But when they switched it uh, that year in Montreal was really bad. So yeah. it's in the Czech Republic this year, and here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna talk about. Uh, Mostly the top six countries, so the Czechs, the host country, Finland, Sweden, Russia, USA, Canada. Uh, We're going to talk about three players to watch from each team, their style of play, why or why not they might win. And then we're going to put Guy on the spot and get his favorite player all time from that country, just world juniors. And it could be for uh, personal reasons, like maybe my favorite goalie is or your favorite uh, player from Sweden uh, or Finland is Tuka Rask because... I bet on Justin Pogge and you bet on Tuka Rask uh, right. in uh, 2006 and yeah. you blew me out of the water yeah.
1: in that bet. It's funny. I'm not, I'm not right all that often, but when I'm right, boy, it's, it's fairly obvious that Tuka Raskin was good. Yeah. I, I like Chris Russell in his draft year and Jake a lot of people say too year. small. Truba was one as well. Yeah. Sometimes I hit him out of the park. Other times Kyle Beach. Nope. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's a can't miss guy. Yeah.
0: Nope. Yeah, now he's a can't get a, even want him near our team guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what we're gonna do for these uh, countries. Let's start with the uh, the Czechs, uh, the host yep. country. Um, you know, I don't know uh, the the Czechs have had a blip here and there, but have never. Been a big force. What do you, what do you expect from the checks overall this year?
1: I think they're going to be uh they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think, I think they have some offensive punch this year, goaltending, bit of a question mark for me, but they have a couple of guys who have been drafted already. Lucas Dossel, I, I think will be their starter. He's a, a third round pick of the Anaheim ducks and uh, Lucas Parrick who plays in Spokane, okay. with the, uh, the WHL uh, Spokane chiefs, also a third round pick. Uh, he is on the team as well, but. Uh, it's a uh, Donsel who's older, so I would expect that he'll be the starter. Um, their blue line to me is fairly unspectacular. They got they actually have three guys who are WHLers. They're not stars in the WHL or anything like that. But though. they'll have
0: to be big on this team.
1: They will. Uh, they do have one guy named Hugo Haas who was a Washington Capitals uh, draft pick. Um, I I, th- I seem to recall in his draft year, which I believe was just last year, um, that there were a lot of people who thought he could be a, a pretty nice, uh, late round addition, but, uh, up front, they have some interesting players. Uh, Yakub who's a, a Boston Bruins prospect to mm-hmm. Yan Yannick who's lighting up the Ontario Hockey League, uh, this season, he's an Arizona, uh, Coyotes, a draft pick, uh, Matty Pekash, uh, who, uh, plays in the OHL with the Barry Colts. He's a, a Buffalo, uh, draft pick. Um, there's, Uh, Even the Oilers have a a guy, Matty Blumel, who uh, they took uh, last year in the fourth round. And they have a guy this year who should be a first-round pick in uh, Jan Mayshak, who is a a skilled player as well. So I I think they're going to have some firepower. Uh,
0: When we talk about three specific players to watch, you mentioned Lauko. He was playing in the uh, American Hockey League. So uh, uh, we always look at that as if you're playing at that level and you get to this team. Um, nice that the uh, Bruins are loaning him. Uh, who are some? Uh, who are the three players that you'll be watching on this team specifically?
1: All right, well, I'll go with Jan Myshak because he's draft eligible this year. Okay. Could be a first-round pick, so I'll, I'll go with him. Um, I guess maybe for the uh, local flavor, Maddie Blumel is sure. an Oilers prospect. But uh, whichever goaltender, I think that will be a key for this team. If they're going to have success, you can't win if your goaltending is average yeah. uh, in this tournament. So uh, I'm going to guess that it's uh, Lucas Dostal. Uh, as their starter so a 19 I'll, I'll year old you.
0: yeah 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 they've got a 17 an 18 and a 19 year old so a yeah. uh, starter and then maybe grooming a guy uh for uh, the the next tournament or so okay if the Czech Republic is going to win this tournament which, they're not, but what would be the reason <laughs> that they would win this tournament? Uh, you know, do they have a legitimate chance at winning this tournament? Home cooking. Okay. okay
1: that'll be my, if they're going to do well, it's because they got the home field, home home ice advantage, uh, and maybe the, the crowd will be behind them and that'll spur them on. I think I think they're going to have to be a counter-punching team. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that means their goaltender is going to have to stand on their head. But when they get the opportunity, I think they have the weapons that they could pull off an upset. And if we're getting to predictions later on, I'll save it. Okay.
0: uh, Well, I I have one. I'm, you know, every team has to play a quarterfinal now. So there's a chance for an upset uh, with that one versus four matchup all the time. Um, If they don't win, um, I think this is going to be an easy one. It's just because they don't have the depth uh, to compete, right?
1: Yeah. And I think their blue line is really vanilla. Mm Mm-hmm. I like vanilla, but <laughs> it's a boring. How about it's pouring? Yeah, or there something you like go.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all-time uh, Czech Republic. Uh, you know, when you look at the uh, the all-time leaders uh, from uh, the uh, the Czech Republic or to, like, Czechoslovakia.
1: 60, 68. No, wouldn't you have to start with uh, number six? Well, yeah.
0: Or, you know, Robert Reichel, 40 points in okay. 21 games. Um, now, that's three tournaments worth, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I... I, I don't think uh, there's not a lot of Czech players that really stand out to me at this tournament as opposed to sure. like a Dominic Hasek at the Olympics. You yeah, know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's right. No, I'm thinking of Jarmo Yager, but I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. remember what kind of a world gender tournament he had.
0: 18 points in seven games. I think that's all that's right. pretty good, <laughs> you know. That uh, you know, there's some. Uh, I'm some... not good with numbers. Yeah, but... <laughs> math is not <laughs> our uh, our strong suit. Uh, but you know what? There's been some some uh, interesting players over the years. But uh, I think Jager with that amount of points, and, and Robert Reichel, who both went on to NHL career, would uh, would certainly uh, come to mind. Okay, so I think uh, the the checks are uh, one of those teams that may play spoiler. Probably don't have enough uh, um, juice to get to. Uh, final Uh, what about Finland Uh, what are you expecting from the Finns who have obviously had some recent success knocked Canada uh, out and um, you know they're a uh, all, they they seem to be feast or famine. The one year they fired yeah. their coach during a tournament, yeah, that's right. um, and then you know other years they win. So oh. what kind of a uh, identity do you think the Finns will have?
1: Well, they are the defending champs, but yeah. they are not anywhere in my opinion close to what they were last year. So I I I'm not. I don't have big expectations uh, for Finland this year. I think uh, Justus, uh Anunin is probably their uh, netminder. You know, I had a, a Finnish guest on my show to talk about mm-hmm. uh, this team. And it seemed like there were just a lot of question marks. You're like, who's going to lead them in scoring? And it's like, well, this guy is going to have to step up and play really well. And this guy, maybe. And
0: it just. But there's probably not a guy that's going to take a run at leading the tournament. I don't see that
1: from Finland. Uh, I think their blue line's okay. And we'll get to some of those guys, I'm sure. But I think their defense is probably the strength of their team. And I don't know that you win a World Junior Championship because of the strength of your blue line.
0: Okay, Uh, they've got a a couple of older goaltenders, uh, two 19-year-olds, and then they've got an 18-year-old, Piranin, that plays in the uh, Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Who are are the three players that you'll be watching from this team uh, when it comes to the defending champs that's much different than last year's team, which is often the case, right? Your your older yeah. players that help you in have graduated.
1: Yeah, well, they have a defenseman who started the year in the NHL in uh, Vilja Henna. Oh, he yeah. So they uh, played for the Winnipeg Jets before going back uh, to Finland. So I think he is going to have to be a, yeah. a key figure for this team. Uh, and uh, up front, uh, two guys, uh, Sam Poranta, who is uh, mm-hmm. a standout at the, the University of Minnesota. Uh, and there actually might be a couple other guys that I want to mention quickly as well. Sure. Uh, Matthias Michelli, who is a... I'm very Italian name. Yeah. Um, but a fourth round pick at Arizona, he's got 25 points in 26 games in the men's league in, uh, in Finland right now. It could be like a, a guy, a bit of a late bloomer who's about to break out uh, on the international stage. So, And he,
0: who's his uh, NHL rights? Uh, Arizona.
1: Arizona, okay. Yeah, and like a middle round pick, a fourth round pick. So those would be the three guys, but uh, Rasmus Kupari, who is uh, a first rounder of the LA Kings, should be the guy who leads this team. That's their uh, captain. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, uh, you know, coming from the American Hockey League brings some experience.
1: Yeah. And if you're looking for draft eligible guys, uh, Aturati is uh, not this year, but next year, 2021. So uh, that's uh, that's a guy to watch for.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's, so he's got a late birthday. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
1: Uh, is it, it's notable uh, that
0: 2002. They, yeah.
1: They do have a highly ranked uh, Finn for the draft this year, probably a top 10 guy in Anton Lundell, but uh, apparently he's banged up, so he's not. Able to play. Okay. He would be on this team. I then, yeah. I'm surprised that he wasn't. I hadn't heard that he was hurt until I spoke with uh, the Finnish guest on my show. And hmm. he, he let me know that.
0: That's interesting. Okay. So when we look at Finland, mm-hmm. if they win, it's because?
1: Uh, a weak pool that they're in. Uh, they're The A pool this year, I think, is considerably Stacked. weaker than the... Uh, no, the A pool is the weak one. Sweden, Finland. Oh, the, sorry, the other the one. The other yeah, pool yeah, 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 Sorry, Canada, yeah, yeah. the US, Russia, and the Czechs. That one's much deeper um so for them to uh to win i think they'll need uh, they they could finish second in their pool uh and they get blown away in the in the quarterfinal round but being the higher seed Um, maybe that plays to the event. I I really don't have expectations Mm -hmm. for Finland to do well.
0: Okay, so if they don't win, it's just because, um, you know, they... It's a down year. Down year, the post-championship year, which often happens with most countries not in Canada, right?
1: Yeah, but you can never look past them. They're always going to be a hardworking team. They're going to make you earn it. You might have to beat them Mm -hmm. 3-2, but I don't think they're going to score enough.
0: All right, Uh, favourite Finn of all time. I had Dustin Nielsen on... Uh, my daily show the other day and we were chatting about, uh, you know, he's a big Finn guy and, yeah. uh, he, he, like I did that top six. He's like, it's gotta be the entire aho pull v line, a line. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, team Mussolini was pretty good at the world juniors and Yari Curry back yeah. in his day. And, uh, there's been a lot of fun fins, um, that yeah. have, uh, come through. So. Who's your favorite Finn of all time?
1: I'm surprised he didn't say Saku Koivu because I thought that was his guy. But uh, for me, having been in Helsinki in 2016, I am going to go to Patrick Liney from that line. Uh, He was just... It was the performance that uh, all the scouts were watching for. I mean, it was he and, 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 and yes, he pulled you and Wasn't uh, pull
0: Yarvi the MVP of that he was. Yeah, he, yeah.
1: He actually was the top scorer, yeah. but Line to me was the more dangerous. Uh, pull Yarvi back then was the guy who kind of started the play going, but Line was just the
0: finisher. Yeah. He
1: was the Alex Ovechkin of that team, of that line. He played that role to a T. Uh, he was. To me he was a mix of malkin and ovechkin you know the the size and the playmaking of Mm -hmm. malkin but the absolute trigger bomb uh, of ovechkin and sets up in the same spot on the ice especially on the power play Uh, Patrick line, really made an impression on me there.
0: Oh, that's good. Uh, Speaking of, uh, Ovechkin, I had Colin Frazier on, uh, my last week episode. And we started talking about that 2005 team, uh, from North Dakota. With Ovechkin, yeah. Yeah. And and where they knocked him out of the game. And I'm like, uh, you know, who, who did it? He goes, I'm pretty sure it was Bergeron. I'm pretty sure it was Bergeron. But you know, Mark Spector has a book out and he interviews a whole bunch of different guys and some guy thinks it was this guy and other guys. Oh, really? Because Brent Sutter basically said. Target, this guy
1: hit him all every, every shift. Every
0: shift. And yeah. they literally knocked him out of that game wow. with an injury. Cause so many guys pounded him and just the stories of that '05 five world junior team for, um, you know, world junior geeks like me, was so fun just to, yeah. you know, seeing Chris Sidney Crosby when he wasn't the guy, right? right. Like he wasn't Patrice Bergeron, right. you know, begged the Boston Bruins to send him to that tournament yeah. and he was the guy, but that's where that Crosby Bergeron wow. chemistry developed. Right
1: i was such a strong like that was the most <laughs> dominant team ever yeah. yeah it's you know that 95
0: team in red deer there was also in a lockout and marty murray of the weak Kings and eric daze and ryan smith were on that team right there wasn't a playoff and stuff this team though easily i mean one guy on that team one skater didn't play a game in the nhl only one
1: gosh who's that
0: Steven dixon Played in the I Ontario Hockey remember League.
1: Remember the name? Oh my gosh! Like,
0: like the goalies were Ray Jean and Jeff Glass. They're not household names, That's but right. Brent saw them all the time, so he yeah. felt comfortable. And you know they could have had you and I in goal and That's still would have won Let's be men. honest, they could have. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine, Just look well. at all the World Junior teams, and and to only have one guy not play a game. That's like amazing. a lot of the times, it's like, okay, this guy played a game, but you've got. Richards, Carter, Bergeron, yeah. you know,
1: helps the, uh, With the lockout, it helps that there was that's a lockout. That's right, there was a lockout. That should yeah. have also helped every other country.
0: Too. It should have, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Dion Phaneuf would have been playing in the NHL that year, uh, but the, the, there was a lockout and yeah. he was on that team. Okay, uh, so anyway, that's on Sports & More, uh, the podcast from uh, last week, if anybody wants to check that out. Uh, let's move to the biggest rival for Finland because of proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like the, the Canada-U.S. Rival? Is it is it like that uh, when you were over there? It feels like the Canada U.S. because they share a border.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. we're talking about Sweden, Sweden of so, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good, healthy rivalry. And the Swedish fans travel so well. Spe- I mean, obviously because it's so close. Yeah. But I would expect that to see that in the Czech Republic too. And the most entertaining fans I've seen. Sweden, Sweden, fantastic. I mean, they're they're all dressed like Vikings, and they yeah. all bring the yellow and the blue. Everybody's yeah. dressed in yellow and blue, and they have chants that just they go non-stop almost and it's it's not chanting to the ice they're almost chanting to Each other, other Swedish fans in the rink. Like I, I remember sitting with uh, Ufe Bodin who's from Elite Prospects. He's right obviously obviously Swedish. And we're like, what are they saying? There was a few of us. Julia uh, Robenheimer was right. with me and we're like this chant is awesome. What are they actually saying? He says, well it kind of roughly translate, and it's it's not hilarious or anything, but it's basically hey, you fans over there, are you ready to get rowdy, kind of. And then if they reply, then they the, the other side will say, yes, we're ready to go, let's get going. It's like go Red Sweden Rover kind or something like yeah. that. But if they don't reply, then this first group of Swedish fans, they boo. Oh. And then they wait like 10 seconds and then do it again, hoping that, you know, it's kind of like the wave, you yeah, know, it yeah, takes yeah. a few tries to get it going. Do they whistle really, instead really of good.
0: boo still? Like I remember watching international mm. games World Junior Games and be like, why are they whistling yeah, or I didn't, something there? I, I
1: didn't pick up on that. Maybe it, maybe point. it's not a Finnish thing. Maybe it's Germany or something. something. Um, I
0: don't know. Anyway, let's talk about the Swedes sure. then. Um, this is uh cut. Uh, uh, is that streak still going? That round robin streak where they had like 41? Oh, like they, they had in the 40 where straight wins. were undefeated win in the round robin. But like we've seen from yeah, Sweden, I'm not sure. is is Sweden the biggest disappointment ever at the World Juniors with all the talent that they've had?
1: And with that streak, considering yeah. they can't get it done, yeah, it would have to be one of the biggest disappointments. And and uh, I, th- they should cruise to victory in their pool this oh, year. Like yeah, it like shouldn't even be close. Um, I mean the Finns are okay, but they're probably the second best team. I mean they've they've got Kazakhstan and. Switzerland and who else? Slovakia yeah. in their pool. Should easily be Sweden.
0: So that streak will continue. Um, I would think. Their average age, according to Elite Prospects, is 18.6 years. Uh, so uh, they're creeping up into that 19-year-old, and people say it's a 19-year-old tournament. Um, yeah. You know, overall game for the Swedes. What do you expect this year?
1: Uh, they, to, For me, they have the best defensive group okay. in, in the tournament. This, But as I said, I don't think you win a tournament based on how strong your blue line is. Uh, it certainly helps. Uh, but it's almost all first round picks on yeah. their blue line. I'm uh, looking
0: at this list right now. Yeah,
1: Tobias Bjorn first round pick of the LA Kings, Philip Broberg, first round pick of the Oilers, uh, Adam Schinning, who's their captain is second round pick of the Flyers. So sure. Get out. Yeah. Nils uh, Lundquist first round pick of the Rangers, uh, Rasmus Sandin first round pick of Toronto. Yeah. Victor Sutterstrom first round pick of Arizona. So. They're absolutely stacked on yeah. the back end. So they
0: go out for dinner and they're like, "All right, first round picks don't pay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let the other guys
0: pay. That's right. Um, yeah. So uh, that's amazing. So, uh, and 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 you know their their blue line is nineteen, like they have a, a yeah. bunch of nineteen year old players. So yeah. they they have a high pedigree and a and a big amount of experience at this tournament, I'm and, sure.
1: And they all play fairly similar. They're all you know above average or slightly above average size. They all can skate. They all move the puck. Uh, there are some guys who play a little bit more physical than others mm-hmm. I mean, Broberg's going to be a physical guy. Uh, but yeah, they're all, they're all Oliver Ekman Larson guys. Yeah.
0: Who at one point a scout told us, uh, didn't want to go into the corners. Uh, that's right. It wasn't going to last in the NHL. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. the, the evaluations <laughs> uh, change on a player. Um, Philip Broberg, uh, just uh, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to be one of the three players uh, you were going to single out, but I'll just ask you about him uh, because we're in Edmonton and Oilers fans sure. have high expectations. Um, and we should caution to not get too excited about a World Junior performance, Justin Pogge, Um but uh, <laughs> Philip Broberg. Um, what should Oilers fans be excited about to see him in this World Junior?
1: The size and the mobility. It's it's. I mean, it's quite remarkable. He skates very well, and you. You look back, the helinka Gretzky Cup that was here in edmonton yep. two years he ago.
0: The goal of the tournament, right?
1: That's basically the groups that are here now at the U twenty. Ah. I mean that's a U eighteen. So it's basically those teams and he was fantastic for Sweden in that tournament. Um so he wasn't the first Swede taken in that draft. Uh I think it was uh, Soderstrom if I remember. Okay. Victor Soderstrom. But um I mean Broberg will be one of their their top four guys. Oh, <laughs> Quite honestly, their third pairing might be a lot of teams' <laughs> top pairing. So yeah, the, wherever the, he lines that's up, that's
0: like the embarrassment of riches that Canada usually gets to flaunt at this tournament, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. No, uh, there's no question about that. But the the Swedes are going to be really strong.
0: All right. Three players that you'll really be watching, and then uh, if you have a couple honorable sure. mentions, that's as well. That's fine too. There are no rules here, man.
1: I'm going to go with three forwards All uh, right. for the Swedes. I just hyped up how strong their blue line is, but they have two highly uh, touted draft eligible guys in in Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. Uh, now Raymond has been, uh, he's not a hundred percent right now. He hasn't been playing a whole lot over the last month. Um, but he's a a treat to watch Uh, not the biggest guy in the world, but
0: really, really skilled. Perfect for this tournament. Yeah,
1: And, uh, and, uh, Alexander Holtz is, he's a little bit bigger, uh, but both of them are are terrific. And they, at the Hlinka Gretzky, they played together and they were just a lethal combination. They were a lot of fun. Uh, and the other guy is uh, Nils Hoglander, who's a uh, Vancouver Canucks pick. Okay. Remember when Alexander Svechnikov uh, did the uh, scoop behind the net and scored, and everybody was saying, Goal of the year, goal of the year. It wasn't Easier. even the goal of the week. Nils Hoglander did yeah. it er- like the day before or something. saw that. And did it by banking the puck off the back of the net around a, a four checker or a defenseman and then scooped it up. And so he did it under like fire, under a check, yeah. uh, avoiding a check. Fantastic. He's just got tons of skills. So we'll see what he does at at an event like this
0: interesting to look at this uh this forward group um and they're all they've all played in Europe except for uh their captain uh or maybe it's their assistant captain David Gustafson who's coming from the NHL yeah um so is that a fo is he going to be a focal point of their offense do you think
1: it's funny because he's not i mean that's not a name that just jumps out at you right I mean David okay I don't remember him Right. What the hype was about him, but he's got 20, 20 some games with the Jets this year, so yeah. not a lot of production. Uh, but you go from the NHL to a junior team, even though it's a high level event like this, you would hope that he's got a little bit of an extra jump in his stride.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, it, it, there's not a lot of prolific stats from this yeah, guy, no, uh, either. Okay, so if Sweden wins gold, it will be because.
1: Uh, I guess a weakness of their pool, and they should finish. They that will mean they'll play the worst team, the fourth place team mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, of the B pool. Um, so that should give them an advantage uh, if they do it. I, I guess it's probably because of how strong their blue line is. You're going to have to find a way to probably score three or four goals against these guys because yeah. they're good enough to score two or three.
0: Yeah. So the basically the game of that pool is Finland Sweden. Like that's that that game going to decide because Finland's yeah. not losing to Kazakhstan. Um, the only Switzerland is always that uh, wild card. I find at a world junior, yeah. yeah. But Switzerland or Switzerland, Kazakhstan or Slovakia should not beat Finland or Sweden in the no. round robin. So that tournament will come down to, to that game. Uh, um, that you know, pool, yeah. That that's pool, right. yeah. So okay, so uh, if they don't win, um, it's another massive underachievement for, for Sweden, isn't it, it?
1: It would be, but I, if 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 it was one big pool. I don't know that I would have Sweden in my top three. So that's, you know, when I, you put the two pools together into the uh, quarterfinal and the semifinal, uh, I think it will, uh, I don't know. I don't think I have Sweden advancing all that far. So um, for me, if they don't win, it's just because they're not as good as some of the high-end teams. Maybe maybe a lack of offense.
0: Okay, so we've done half of the top six and uh, Finland, Sweden, and the Czechs. Would you put them in, any of those teams in the top three?
1: Uh, I don't have any of them in my yeah. in my top three.
0: Yeah, so that, that's what I'm looking at because this is <laughs> going to come down to this pool, yeah, uh, of death, as they would say in yeah. a, in a World it, Cup. And it, it. let's start with uh, the Russians, okay. uh, who um, are, uh, you know, when I say uh, S- Switzerland's a wild card, I mean a wild card to to pull off an upset here and there. Russia's a wild card because they could finish eighth or they could win it all. Um, yeah, and just you you just never know like that tournament. I was out in Saskatoon. Uh, Remember when Filatov went off on his coach, and you're like, this Russian team is dismantling in front of our eyes. Uh, And then other times, uh, they they go out and they upset and party their asses all the way back to Russia and get kicked off planes. I'm just, you know having some fun with them because that's true. They they really, you just don't know what to expect. They could have all the skill in the world and just have a total meltdown like they did in Saskatoon that year.
1: But usually they're a medalist. Like, yeah. you know, they're pretty consistently on the podium somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, they came back down three goals against Canada to win it. Where was that? Buffalo, Buffalo. I think it was. Yep. Uh, but you're right. They've had their years where they've they've just not come together as a group
0: and they have crushed canada's hearts in the finals uh, a few times Uh, winnipeg in 99 i think halifax uh some of these tournaments that i remember uh, on canadian soil so what do you like about uh the russians this year
1: uh, I like their North American Russians, the guys who are playing here. Okay. Uh Alexander Hovanov, who's uh, with the Moncton Wildcats right now. He's he's a terrific player. Uh he's a I want to say that he is a uh, third round pick of the Minnesota Wild. Wow,
0: 19 year old, yeah. yeah. Uh
1: and I don't think he made the team last year if I remember correctly. So he's going to have a bit of a a chip on his, on his shoulder. Yeah, but he
0: did not uh, play on this team. He played on their U18 program but not on this team and Uh, He's a goal scorer, man.
1: He is, and he was their best player in the Canada Russia series, the uh, the, against the CHL. And but he only played two games. But I think he still led Russia in scoring.
0: Just he played just the two games. Yeah,
1: the two games in the Q. So uh, he's one to watch for. And uh, Yegor Sokolov, who uh, plays for the Cape Breton uh, Eagles, used to be the Screaming Eagles. Now they're just the Eagles. Oh, they stopped screaming. Yeah. Okay. But he's undrafted. Uh, but is having a really offensive season. And he's a
0: 19 year 19 old, too. Years he's a big boy, six four, two forty. 240. I mean, so
1: <laughs> what's. Well, might be a little heavy, but 6'4, 240. And putting up a ton of points, so. Uh, I think he's going to be one to watch for the for the Russians too.
0: Yeah, well, you know, t- two forty. If you add uh, another four inches to my height, two forty might not look terrible <laughs> on me <laughs> e- either. But this guy probably fills it out a lot better, man. Uh the, the Russian tank, yeah, uh, you might call him yeah. for this tournament. So now you want three guys.
1: Yeah. the other guy is Vasily Podkolzin, and the reason I say this, and I think, I think a lot of people will say I, there's something I don't like about him. I just don't get the hype. He's a 10th overall pick of the Vancouver uh, Canucks. He has done nothing this year. No points in 14 KHL games. Wow, I'm just looking at that now. One point in the CHL Super Series, and he played in all those games. I think he actually got a shootout goal in one of those that went to a shootout. But very little production. I think he even in the last year, he played in the KHL a little bit.
0: Three assists last year in this World Junior and only seven games, too.
1: So... He's got to do something. I mean, there is so much hype about this kid. He scored an unbelievable goal in the Holinka Gretzky Cup down in Red Deer. Unbelievable. It was like Mario Lemieux splitting the D and getting all down and still putting it past Kerry Taco that year. Yeah,
0: the North Stars.
1: Very similar to that. But since then, I haven't seen him do anything. It's not a guy I watch. I'm not watching Russian KHL games on on YouTube or whatever, Uh, but... I I don't see it. So I want to see it. So that's why he's a guy I'm going to be watching.
0: Okay. What uh, do you expect from uh, this Russian team? Is it the traditional, uh, you know, we're just going to beat you with as much skill as possible and hope our goalie holds us in?
1: I think their defense is pretty solid too. And goaltending, that's a good question because we don't know who their goaltender is. They have the the wonder kid that's draft eligible this year, that uh, uh, Yaroslav Askarov. Askarov, Yep. But he's two years younger than the other two goaltenders Um, and uh, Slava Malamud, who I had on the show to talk about him, the Russians, he started, when I asked him the question, who's the starter? He said, well, he's probably, he's too young. You know, Valeri Bragg and the coach won't go with a a youngster like that. And then basically talked himself into it because (laughs) Askar playing in the KHL and he has terrific numbers or in the VHL or the VHL yeah, uh, and has really solid numbers. Um, so he might be the best of the three, despite how young he is, but they have a couple of other guys who did play in that CHL super series, a uh, Mif- uh, I forget the other, the name of the other guy, but, um i think it could be it could be a case where Valeri bragg and the coach uses the round robin as almost extended training camp yeah to see starter can be the guy and then settle on one guy for the medal round
0: one game in the khl this year uh he only gave up two goals uh so that's pretty good and in 16 games in the vHl didn't have win losses or anything right. but 238, 922 for a young kid to have a plus plus nine twenty save percentage. Yeah. Remember our uh, philosophy that uh, 925. 925 is like a 50 goal score. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. Uh, for, for a young kid. I like that equivalency stat that yeah. we came up I still,
1: with. Yeah, you still use it.
0: Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> uh, okay. So if Russia wins, it will be because.
1: I think they're, they're very old. They're a very mature team They're I think they're almost. 18.86 all...
0: years. Yeah. yeah. So you're so almost all 19 year olds. I
1: think that will be a big advantage for them and they have they have skill they're 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 fairly big i think uh and they have skill to go with it so uh i think they will be uh a tough team to uh knock out
0: they're they only 17 year old they have is the goaltender yeah. uh, that you talked about uh, and they only have i think three 18 year olds or something so uh that's uh the the skill wise um okay favorite russian of, of all time
1: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, probably Pavel. Brun. Yeah, I was going to go with that. Yeah. yeah although you that they were pretty good. The I liked, and yeah. then all the guys that were in Detroit. And, I mean, there's, sure. there's a lot of good Russians, although to be honest, the first Russian that I really gravitated to is Trechak. Vladislav oh, yeah. Trechak as a kid, I, that's one of I'm the. I'm older biggest, than you though, yeah. so I remember him more than you probably do. <laughs> well,
0: I, yeah, like I, 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 still to this day, whenever I can find that New Year's Eve 1975 game against the Canadians, uh-huh. Dryden Tretjak three-three tie, yeah. so good. Um, I, it's just one of the biggest crimes that Vladislav Trechak never played in the yeah. NHL.
1: Yeah, him and Harlamov. And... Like,
0: but it's interesting. Do you know that the Montreal Canadiens drafted Trechak and couldn't bring him over, and whatever. What would have happened? Because that was in 1984. Would there be a Patrick really? Waugh?
1: That's a great. Like, if Tret
0: Jack comes over in 84, <sighs> does Patrick wow. Waugh get a chance
1: in 86? You're right. Well, maybe they don't even draft him. That's who well. knows. Who
0: knows? But oh boy, he doesn't probably knows. get called up and and lead them to the cup. You're right. So that's uh, it's great. And Russian goalies, uh, they're just so hit and miss. And yeah. the guy eating chocolate bars on the bench the one time, and uh, different things like that. I um, forgot all about that. Oh my that. God! There's so many. There's so, the Russians are so interesting. Um, if they if they uh, if they don't win, is it just? Uh, why, why Why would like what what's the reason to not bet against the russians
1: well, I, I honestly if if the russians don't win i have three teams that are basically neck and neck and only one can win mm-hmm. i think it's probably uh an overtime loss or okay. a one goal loss it's to me it's coming down to three teams and it's almost pick one under the hat
0: right. Okay. well let's move to the next one then sure. and that's uh, team usa we'll go with and we'll leave the canadians Uh, for the end and uh, while you're talking i'll uh, sing the uh, canadian national anthem in the background (laughs) and uh, we'll drink some maple syrup so um team usa um obviously and i I remember like the tournament in boston in 1996 when you know jerome Ginla was playing for canada and stuff and there's nobody watching and they just crushed them they just steamrolled them and then they started getting better uh, the uh, the fluke goal off of uh, mark andre was a mark andre flurry i think it was
1: well, he was in net yeah off the off patrick of Col- o'sullivan o'sullivan got Sullivan the goal. and
0: coburn anyway somebody yeah. like that you know the, the americans started getting a bit better and better and then uh, they're a force that tournament in saskatoon john carlson down the wing unbelievable goal. beats uh, martin jones in yeah. overtime uh, and that American team overcame a lot in that game. Uh, there was another almost perfect comeback from Jordan Everly in that game. That's like right. there's the American program, kind of that hothouse program that they have. The the, the development uh, program, yeah. USA Hockey. It is uh, brilliant, and you know this is now a team that is a medal contender every single year. Um, it, it's very impressive how this program has gone from yeah. very mediocre to dominant at this tournament at times.
1: Absolutely transformed, uh, USA hockey. No question about it. And All right. This is going to be a really good team.
0: That's yeah. Overall, when you look at this team on paper, are you thinking back to some of those really dominant teams in the last 10 years that yeah. this program has uh, produced?
1: Well, and you look at this, the makeup of this roster and how dominant the US u uh, 18 squad was last year. And you look at the NHL's first round of that draft. Yeah. Um. Uh, half most of those guys are on this team now um i i mentioned sweden has the best defensive core in in this tournament in my opinion i think the u.s has the number one goaltender in in uh, spencer knight and if for some reason he falters dustin wolf is right there wolf's got five shutouts in 24 games this year and knight has four shutouts in I think he's played 15 games or something.
0: And the difference in their uh, draft status is like uh, six rounds. One was a first rounder. Wolf was almost the last pick in the draft. Yeah.
1: So I think either goaltender is uh, at this level is fantastic. Do you
0: think it will be Knight that will get the start? It'll
1: be Spencer Knight.
0: Okay. Um, And then uh, Isaiah Savile is the uh the third guy uh, i
1: would say he's the third guy there might be people who disagree and sure. say wolf is the third guy but uh, all, all right. right
0: style of play for this uh american team are they gonna just uh, try to forecheck the hell out of you and run you over just
1: or? all about attack i think they're just gonna be attack 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 for for me and i said they have the number one they have the best goaltending sweden's got the mm-hmm. best defensive core i think the best group of forwards is also the us okay i think they are just gonna attack 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 uh, I mean, a goal, like uh, a guy like Cole Caulfield is expected to be one of the leading scores. Uh, should be really in the fun tournament. to watch, right? He, he should be. Uh, he's been hot and cold this year in Wisconsin. He okay. got off to an amazing, he had six goals in three games and everybody was like, Oh my, it's goal. Caulfield. <laughs> it's not Cole, Caulfield. <laughs> nice. And then he had like two goals in the next seven or nine games or something. And came back down to earth, but I think he's got 12 right now. And as a freshman, I mean, that's, that's fantastic, but it's been a bit hot and cold for him. So. Uh, How about uh,
0: the advent of Oliver Wallstrom on this team, coming down from the American Hockey League? Uh, the the thing I remember about this guy in his draft year, and I think we were still doing some uh, uh, stuff on the radio together. At least the draft show was the goal scoring ability that this guy has. He's, he's a pure trigger
1: man, isn't he? Absolutely. He's he's all about the offense. So they they have they have so many weapons on this uh, this forward group. Trevor Zegers is having a strong year. Uh, and, uh, so is Alex Turcott and yeah. Shane Pinto is a freshman at North Dakota and he's having a, an outstanding season. Good as size two, six, two, one 192 Ottawa Senators.
0: Ben. Okay. Instead of saying three guys to watch cause they're awesome. Sure. Uh, how about uh, three under the radar guys, uh, sure. maybe for, for team USA. Cause we just mentioned some of those dynamite guys, maybe, uh, maybe three guys that. Um, you know, cause like, I, I always harken back to like the Jamie Ben and, uh, James, I think James Neal year, of the world juniors where, well, especially with Ben, he was such a dominant guy. And then he goes to team Canada and he's on a third or fourth line, but still Contributes, uh, who are some of the guys that are maybe under the radar for Team USA?
1: Well, because I think automatically, when you think of the US, you're thinking of that program. So, a, a couple of guys who are playing in the CHL in the Ontario Hockey League, there you go, who are both terrifically offensive players. Uh, Alex uh, or uh, Arthur Kaliev, Alex Kaliev, Arthur Kaliev, he's with Hamilton and uh, he's lighting it up this year, uh, once again, and uh, Nick Robertson, who plays uh, with the Peterborough Peets. Both right. of those guys they play together a lot of times. Uh, although so far in this tournament, uh, the pre-tournament games, they haven't been playing together, which surprises me a little bit, but they've had chemistry in the past and both of them are really offensive. So uh, there's a couple of guys up front and uh, Matias Samuelson, who, I mean, he's the first, I think he was the first pick in the second round uh, by Buffalo in his draft year. Um, not the the sexy uh, name. I mean, he's, he's yeah. not one of those highly offensive kind of guys. I think Kay Miller and Cam York will kind of play that role, but big he's going to be the captain for the u.s team uh, okay. is my understanding um he's going to be one to watch for for that club as well
0: that uh kelly has an interest. born in uh, uzbekistan or yeah. something like that and then uh, uh yeah. grew, and you know we've seen that uh before with uh with uh different russian players and um yep. Alex uh, uh, yeah that's right that's the guy i was trying to think of and then uh, Barkov is Finnish and Russian, uh, Alexander Barkov. So it's kind of a right. interesting thing, but there's a, you know, the Russians, uh, that maybe are born and, and come over and grow yeah. up in the United States. And, you know, they're, uh, they're, uh, an American yeah. from then all their friends are Americans. And so I can understand, uh, um, why it is, you know, Je- Jeff Sanderson's son, uh, Jake Sanderson, um, right. You know, Canadian, but grew up a lot of the time in the States where his dad was playing hockey. So a lot yeah. of his friends, his allegiance, and Draft he's, he's going to be a, a guy to watch uh, down the road in the uh, the World Junior as well. So
1: Kaliev couldn't make team Uzbekistan, so he had to <laughs> come, and, right. come,
0: yeah. come and play for the Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Brett Hall, well, Canada cut <laughs> him, so he went and played for the, uh, yeah. the Americans. Okay, so um, if the Americans <laughs> win the World Junior Championship, it's because? Firepower.
1: Uh, I think and goaltending. Uh, like I said, I think they have the best goalie uh, in the tournament, the best goaltending tandem uh, as a group in the tournament, and their offensive firepower is second to none in my opinion. So, what's their weakness? Their blue line is fairly nondescript. I think they're going it's to be old, but it's nondescript. Yeah, okay, it's not. Uh, it's they're. Uh, I think the job of the defense for the U.S. is get the puck out of your zone to the forwards and let them do all the let them take it from there. Okay. Don't get scored on, get the puck to the forwards. Don't get scored on, get the puck to the forwards.
0: All right. Uh, they have another guy who uh Matthias, uh Samuelson who is uh, obviously uh Swedish.
1: That's Shell Samuelson's uh, Is I was just
0: I was actually going to just ask you because yeah. uh we saw the other Samuelson uh here in Edmonton.
1: Yeah. Henrik uh, that was uh, Ulf Samuelson's kid. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean, yeah. Ulf Samuelson. And now we see Shell Samuelson's yeah. uh, kids in the NHL. Man, I, you know, ever since we started doing the Pipeline Show, you just start recognizing all these no, names, no. and then you realize how old we are, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. God, don't remind me.
0: Okay, so uh, now your favorite American, and and this is tough because there's been so many good ones mm-hmm. in the last little while. Like uh, you know, we we chatted about that 2007 uh, shootout, I think, in Lexan, Sweden, with. Kerry Price, Jonathan Taves, Jack Johnson was so good.
1: Peter Mueller went Peter, three times right, for the That's right, Peter US. Mueller.
0: I forgot about, man, that was a guy I thought, you know, and so any injuries, I. right? But so that guy I. I thought was just uh, going to be, so, you know, just like I thought Filatov was going to be the most uh, well-adjusted yeah. Russian to come over. But anyway, favorite American when you think back at World Juniors past. Well,
1: Mueller was someone that was I uh, was considering, but I guess I'll go with Jacob Truba. I just, there was something always about Truba that I I just liked. He's got a bomb from the point. He's a physical player but skates really well. Uh he was a great guest on our show when mm-hmm. we when we had him on. Um and you know it, uh, maybe I have a soft spot for guys who I was right on. That's right. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's the best guy in that draft or best defenseman. I, he's the guy I would take uh and yeah, I, I still hold firm to that. So <laughs> I guess Trubas. Trubas my guy. All right.
0: I like that. Um Okay, let's t- let's talk about Canada. Um, obviously, this is a, a you know the the uh, not the host country of uh, the tournament, but the uh, the host country when it comes to supporting this tournament. I mean, uh, even when you were in uh, Finland, there would have been a lot of Canadian Lots fans, of Canadians, and yep. uh, they make this tournament go. That 05 tournament in North Dakota with the storm was made because of Canadians uh, were were stuck down there, and and we make this mm-hmm. tournament go as fans. And I'm not uh, you know. Pounding my uh, chest, saying we're the best country, but we do. And when the tournament is in Canada, it's a, it's a big deal. It will be next year. I'm looking forward to watching it live again. Mm-hmm. When you look at this uh, Canadian team, what do you see?
1: Uh, I said, you know, I said uh, the U.S. for the goaltenders and forwards, and the Swedes for the, the uh, blue liners. I think Canada might be number two in in each department. I, so I, that's pretty good, though. Pretty balanced. Yeah. I think they they have. I mean, they have some studs on the blue, like Bowen Byron might be the the single best defenseman. I'm really uh, looking forward tournament. to
0: watching Jamie Drysdale play in Drysdale this tournament. Drysdale
1: could be a like, a, he, this could be his big coming out party on the international stage where everybody that watches, like the casual NHL fan that right. doesn't know him yet, uh, they might say, wow, that guy is unbelievable. Or he might be the seventh guy and not play it. And play you know, just power play maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, Ty Smith should be a, a stud for mm-hmm. Canada in, in this again. And... Um, Kalen Addison, I think is going to play a, a lot on the power play. He could be, he could be one of their offensive leaders just because of that much opportunity, but realistic. I mean, Bowen Byram could lead this team in scoring as a defenseman. He's hmm. he's that good.
0: I've noticed, uh, that Dawes and, and Hoffer have played a lot in the preseason uh, pre-tournament games. Again, they yeah. split today. I, I thought Olivier Rodriguez had a uh, a chance of being the starter on this team.
1: I'm I'm surprised by this development as well, and, it, and I am assuming since he hasn't played in either tune-up game that he's not like he's going to be the three number three guy. Yeah. Right? but boy, uh, you know Nico Dawes, undrafted, nineteen years old, just kind of just burst onto the scene. Was this he at year. The summer camp? No.
0: Oh man,
1: but he's riding a wave, and yeah. you know everybody that I've talked to about him says he. Arguably has been the best goalie in the CHL this year.
0: Just two huge goalies, right? Dawes, yeah. uh, they're six four and six five.
1: Yeah, and and Hofer, Hofer's good. It's never blown me away at the, but it was a lot of it was because he was in Swift Current, mm. uh, and faced a lot of Robert there, right? Um, so I'm curious to see if again, like I said about the Russians, maybe the the um, round robin portion is kind of. Both guys will play and we'll, they'll see who well, they stick with once they get to the medals.
0: You know what? A lot of times in this tournament, it's, it's hard to get a bead on your backup goal or goalie because he's playing against Slovakia or Kazakhstan or something, and they're getting blown away. Uh, Canada starts with the Americans. Yep. You got Russia and the Czech Republic, and I wouldn't sleep on Germany as an nope. upset, uh, hardworking team either. I mean, the country got to the last Olympic gold medal. Uh, so they know how to yeah. play as a team. So it's not like you got any easy marks to sort out your goaltending.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're gonna, uh, I think we're gonna learn right Fairly quickly, because there is no off night, yeah. as you said. I mean, we'll we'll see. Once they get to the medal round, I think they'll stick with one guy. Sure. Whoever was the best.
0: And in past years, it's been an easy choice for the goaltending. This year, uh, not so much. Yeah. So uh, who are some three players? Who are three players, maybe non-goaltenders, that uh, sure. you'll be watching? And then uh, throw in a couple more names if you want as well.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned all the blue liners already, or most of them. So I'll, I'll skip those guys as well. So three forwards. To watch for. Well, there's three guys who are draft that one. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, Alexi Lafreniere is he's a terrific talent and will be a guy that everybody will watch. And Quentin Byfield is he's big and offensive. So yeah. uh he's he, six
0: four two fourteen.
1: 214. Uh, it could be interesting to see if he has a really good tournament, if the argument or if the conversation becomes a lot more about that one 2 in the in the draft. Do you honestly
0: think there's a at this point, no. It's one and two, pretty clear right now, right? I, I
1: would say that Lafreniere yeah, is still one. most people's number one pick. Uh, I did see somebody, and every once in a while, you see somebody will just put out the other guy just to yeah. be a little bit different. Um, but we'll see. Well, it's what like happens.
0: ESPN the other day did the top hundred players of the decade, and McDavid was ahead of Ovechkin and Kane. He it was, was McDa- decade. Yeah, twenty ten.
1: He's only played half the decade. I know.
0: But it went Crosby one, McDavid two, Ovechkin three, Kane was ninth. Like Eric Carlson was at a Kane's three cups and MVPs. I'm like, that is just shock factor. Who is this? ESPN? ESPN. Yeah, I they did it, so.
1: Well, he knows hockey. Jeez, that surprises me.
0: Yeah okay wow. so uh, so you're, you talked about some of the draft eligible players who else do you who will have your eye on in this tournament
1: uh, I'm interested to see what Joe valeno does coming back mm-hmm. and after playing pro and I guess Barrett Hayton for that matter both of those guys th- doing that this year and you would expect uh both of them to be big contributors to this team.
0: On that note, you find it odd that the Islanders send Wallstrom to team USA and not not
1: Dobson to team
0: Canada. And it's Lou Lamorello running the show. Conspiracy theory. Oh my goodness. Let's
1: start one. Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: Lou just hates Canada. Maybe
1: that's it. Okay. Um, those guys, I mean, I'll be watching for them. Um, I think Raphael of was yeah. an interesting guy, obviously with that oiler connection and what should we expect from him? Based, but he's at the top prospect game in red deer last year. He looked to me like a, a man already. Like he was, he's, he looks like he's 22. Mm. He's got the facial hair and he's just Six, physically four. mature. Um, so I think in a tournament like this, his physical advantages should come to the forefront. Um, I know there's been some question about his motivation. Do You got to kick him to get him going. Okay, but in a tournament like this, I think you—you you better not. Think you have to do that.
0: If you have to do that, that person doesn't have a pulse.
1: Yeah. So I think Raphael Lavois should be a, a valuable player. I don't know where he plays in the lineup, whether right. he's top six or or not, but I think he'll get his opportunities.
0: Okay, LeFrangier. Uh, I just talked about that '05 team where Crosby came in and he didn't have to be a man, or the the man right. uh, didn't have to be the guy. Will Lafreniere be the guy this year? Like, you know, remember that year, Phil Kessel, it was like everything runs through Phil Kessel for the U.S. It didn't work. Uh, But do you think everything, you know, is Lafreniere the focal point uh, of this uh, offensive attack or is he just more of a complimentary guy in this tournament?
1: No, he'll be a centerpiece. I don't, I wouldn't say he's a complimentary guy. No, but but
0: the the guy though. Yeah, I don't. Or or do they have
1: a guy? I don't think he has to be. Okay. He might end up being their leading scorer, but... Uh, I, I, you know, I look more to guys like Valeno and hate who should take that burden of responsibility off his shoulders a little bit. He, he's good enough or he might still end up leading them in, in scoring. Okay. But I don't know that they go into the tournament thinking he's got to be our number one guy. And, and as you said, everything goes through him. I, I don't think that's their mindset.
0: Okay. Um, team Canada once had a player from up North on the team and he became a tournament sensation so much so that they were talking about eating whale blubber and I'm talking about Jordan oh. Tutu uh, when he played. Dylan Cousins is uh, trying to blaze a trail from yeah. up north as well. He's a pretty good story um, yeah. is is what kind of a, a a factor can he be on this team?
1: He's a shooter for sure, he's a finisher uh, and he's he's actually taken his game to another level this year. I didn't know if he was if he had the all-around ability physical abilities no question. I didn't know if he th- thought the game well enough for you if he was just getting by on his physical attributes, but uh, he looks like he has taken a step this year and, and any concern that I had about whether he was smart enough to play. Uh, I think he's answered that question. So I think he can be a big contributor for this team, um, and man. I'm talking about seven or eight guys who are yeah. top six players, but that's Canada, <laughs> that's, right? That's Canada. You, that's you depth. just,
0: you kind of don't really know. Okay. Uh, Canada, if they win, it's because depth
1: depth, I think at all positions and, you know, we don't know who the starting goaltender is, but we know they got two and a half really good ones, right. you know, depending if, uh, uh, the Oiler Rodriguez, Rodriguez if he gets to play at yeah. all or, or not. Um, but their blue line is really good, uh, and, and strong, uh, really offensive minded. And there's, you know, I, when I talked about the U S get the puck to the Fords, I think Canada's defense will be much more active in the attack. Kalen Addison, Ty Smith, yeah. Bowen Byram, all those guys can they they can lead their own teams in scoring in the whl so i think a lot of the attack will come from the back end
0: sam cosentino still not on twitter uh told me the other day on the podcast about the hunters using three defensemen on the power play really? at times uh they he said they've done it uh in the ohl mostly with a guy in front like you know the the dustin bufflin for the uh the Winnipeg Jets, uh, kind of a situation right um so i don't know if that's kevin ball <laughs> if you stick hey, in front guy, at 229 66 sure. six. uh but i said do you mean like the umbrella he goes well maybe like because they're so offensive if you had three guys and you know two of them are firing and one's right. distributing i don't i'm not saying it's gonna happen it's just something he mentioned and i thought of when you talk about every one of these guys being so offensive. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't win the tournament, it's because you know what's the 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 weakness of this, and as it goes back to the uh, the Russian thing where they just lose a close game.
1: Uh, it's possible, and I, I do have Canada in my top three, so that could be the thing. But it, it, I mean, these goaltenders that are here are they're quality netminders, uh, but neither Hofer nor Dawes have any hockey Canada experience behind them. They never played U eighteen. Or I mean, the Canada Russia series was the first taste of it. Well, that, that could be daunting then. then. So no experience on this stage. So maybe I would look at goaltending. Okay, as a question mark.
0: Favorite Canadian
1: all time? Yeah. Did Brian Propp play in the World Junior? I don't championship? think so. So I can't go there. Uh I, I guess I'd go Jordan Eberle. Just that. Oh that yeah. That goal was pretty awesome and uh I mean I was covering the Oilers at that time so there was that connection and uh, he was really good on our show I mean he was blogging for us oh for a god, while Oh my god he so. was
0: doing so much <laughs> Oh Brian Propp did play in 79 uh, Okay the the, the, uh, the greatest week king year of all time he played uh he had uh two goals one assist in uh five games
1: Well he was always my favorite flyer as a kid and the Flyers are my team still um so he had 94 would, goals uh, that I year I would go with him but as a hockey Canada or a okay. Canadian player, uh, I guess I would go to Eberly.
0: All right. What yeah. about you, uh, Marty Murray? Um, Ninety five. Weak uh, King, King um, was just dominant player of the tournament. Him and Eric Daze and Jason Allison were the three right. big guys that year, um, and it was just awesome because I went to high school with them, oh, okay. so I know them, and right. I was like the first guy that I knew. That played in this tournament that i could go up to right, and say right. hey can i see your gold medal or whatever All you know right. like yeah so it was just kind of a personal thing for me nice um i That's did the good. uh the top six big six thing one of the guys that he did an all-week king team so i think he's probably gonna win that uh, segment <laughs> uh, he just did uh, five guys okay <laughs> uh your podium prediction uh, we used to do this uh, every year i'm doing it i, I yeah. stole the idea so i'm doing it uh what's your podium prediction
1: i'm gonna give you a little lead up into my podium prediction explanation why so in in Pool A, you've got Sweden, uh, and I have them finishing one. And if you could, there'd be a large gap to yeah. th- to Finland being two, uh, and then probably Switzerland, Slovakia, and, and Kazakhstan. Okay, out of the medal contention and playing in the relegation round against the fifth place team of T of Pool B. Pool B, I have. I'm going to give the U.S. first place in Pool B. I think they're going to win win the first game in mm. the tournament against Canada. Mm, boxing Day, yeah, yeah. I do have Canada finishing second in Pool B, followed by Russia uh, and the Czechs and Germany. So then Germany would be the last place they'd go in relegation against Kazakhstan Kazakhstan and win. Win I think Germany is far better. So they'll
0: be back again next year in Edmonton.
1: Yes. And in fact, if Germany was in the other pool, I might even pick them ahead of Finland this year. Really? Yeah, I might.
0: So is there an opportunity for Germany, while Finland would have to play... They would. Finland would have to upset Sweden for Germany and Finland to play in the quarters for most Germany likely. would
1: have to get finished top four in their pool oh yeah so okay so they would have to basically beat the Czech okay probably.
0: so let's say Finland comes out first in the A pool just for argument's sake sure. Germany upsets the Czech Republic and they finish fourth you could see Germany upsetting Finland in that in yeah. that 1-4 game yeah okay I, nice I think
1: the Germans have some sneaky firepower to okay.
0: them this is Drysaddle suiting up? <laughs> Nope. Well, that's too bad. He <laughs> no. would help. He would help that power play.
1: So I do. So that's where I have it. I have the U S Canada, Russia and the Czechs one to four, and then you have the crossover. So the U S would play fourth place in the Slovakia, easy American yep. win. Canada would cross over and play Switzerland. I still think Canada would win Russia to play Finland. I'm taking Russia to beat the Finns. Yep. Then I have a very interesting Sweden against the Czechs, the Czechs at home. Ooh. I'm taking the Czechs to upset Sweden. Wow. So that's why I have I have all four teams from the B pool advancing and then you've got the US against the Czechs. I'm taking the US yeah. to win that game. Canada against Russia, I'll take Canada and I'll take Canada beat US in the gold medal game. And then
0: Russia beats the Czechs. And the Russians in... to beat the Czechs. So Canada, US,
1: Russia. Russia. Yep.
0: Nice. I like the, uh, the strategy behind the there picks as well. Awesome stuff. All right. The pipeline show, where can people uh, find it? When can they, uh, listen to it? Tell us all about it.
1: The pipeline show comes out, uh, usually Fridays. Uh, there won't be a show next week with Christmas though. Cause of baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, uh, usually Fridays though. And anywhere podcasts are available on iTunes and Spotify and uh Spreaker. Yeah. People have heard of that.
0: Really? Google Play
1: and SoundCloud. And you can just get it from thepipelineshow.com as well. And uh, and I tweet out all the links all the time
0: too. That's right. Uh, You can find podcasts pretty much anywhere. I had a lot of fun doing the Pipeline Show all those years, especially at this time of the year. And that's why I wanted to get you on the program and uh, chat some hockey. Have a great Christmas to you and your family, man and enjoy the world juniors and uh, i look forward to chatting with you in 2020
1: thanks dino this is always a treat thanks for doing this Roly-poly,
0: baby don't clench your teeth be yourself and breathe deep.
1: this is the sports and more podcast no with dean Millard.
0: So do not lie and do what's right always have
1: humility but do your best
0: to succeed always a fun conversation when i can get together with key flaming uh, i wish we would have had uh, some of the outtakes on the pipeline show especially video uh, there were some episodes where i literally had to leave the studio i was laughing so hard while while a person was on the phone so anyway if you're paying attention to some of Guy's favorite players, then uh, this should be an easy one. It's the Acme Meat Market Trivia Challenge. A gift card from Acme Meat Market is up for grabs. Perfect post-holiday. Pick up a steak, um, other great stuff they have. Uh, They have some beautiful pork. Uh, They're at 9570 76th Avenue. Check out their website, acmemeatmarket.ca. And remember that Corey the Butcher uh, is heading off to the World Butcher Challenge in September 20 as a member of Team Canada. Acme Meat Market since 1921. So, question is, who is Gee's all-time favorite American at the World Juniors? I was going to go with Canadian, but he talked about Prop and he talked about uh, Jordan Everly. So, who is Gee's all-time favorite American at the World Juniors? If you know, uh, hit me up with an email at Sports and More Pod. At gmail.com. Sports and more pod at gmail.com, and you could win yourself a gift card from Acme Meat Market. Big thanks to Gee Flaming for joining me. Check out the Pipeline Show. He also has a full war- World Junior preview available. If you like this show, please let me know. Uh, Subscribe, uh, leave a review. It's very important for us uh, to get some of those reviews and for us to know what you like and don't like about the program. If you'd like to be involved in uh, an advertising way, uh, please email me at sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, everybody. Playtime is over. This is the Sports and More podcast with Dean Millard.
1: Got nothing to